Yeah, man. Shout out Crib Talk. Shout out ILD Squad. Hey, I'm here. I'm repping for the Bulls. I'm trying to take y'all farther with the options trading. Let me know. Holla at me. Talk. Um, sitting here with EJ, uh, EJ, former Miami Northwestern quarterback, former. Where you went to? Where you went to um, Juco at? Uh, Pasadena, California. Pa- Pasadena, out of Pasadena. What was the name of school? Pasadena. It was Pasadena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pasadena, yeah, went to Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, University of Kentucky. Um, rapper, now trader. Shout out to IRB squad, man. Now, trader, man, know more about options than anybody I know. We'll, we'll get into all that talk. Um, but EJ was one of those guys that never grew like his dad. <laughs> you got a brother that's what? How tall 20? Like 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two. Your dad's like what? 6'2". 6'2". 6'2". Then EJ comes along and gets stuck at what? 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, <laughs> five, Good day. But one of the smartest, <laughs> most talented athletes I ever saw. And it goes all the way back to like Bunch Park. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Um, how, how did it start? You didn't start playing quarterback, right? No, I started out playing defensive back and tight end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first position. What was the philosophy of you playing tight end? Um... Catching a pop pass, mostly. <laughs> pop pass. They don't even pop know pop pass. passes no more. Nah, not no more. And then somebody switched you to quarterback. You remember what happened? Um, Yeah. Uh, we had a dude named Thomas who was playing quarterback that year. He ended up getting hurt. Uh-huh. So, uh, I mean, I played baseball as a pitcher. So, yeah. he ended up throwing me out there at quarterback. And, you know, the rest is history. And and from, from quarterback, uh, you didn't win Super Bowl when you was in football? Yeah, uh, 110s. 110s? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, 85s, my bad. Who you 85s. had on your team? Uh, man, it was a uh, little Duke. He actually played at Norland. Not not Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. It was another little Duke. A um, couple other players. Jason yeah. Reed, Taylor. All of them played at Norland. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of Norland players. When you was at Bunch Park, right? Um, your dad was the president of Bunch Park. Yeah. Uh, you was out there with Naquan, got shot, and all. You was there with Father? No, no, I was, was in high school. Was a little later. I was a little later. Was a little later. Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. was, you was there. Some, yeah. With Teddy was there. Teddy, and some people came through Bunch Park. Yeah, Bunch Park. Teddy, Kayvon, uh, Sean Spence. Uh, you got uh, James Cook. James Cook. You got Kimbrell Tompkins. He came there a couple years. Right. Um, you got Kenny Phillips, you know. Kenny Phillips came through. I think he played there for like Kenny one year. Night. I was just like one Kenny year, I believe. Kenny was at Bunch Park? But, but mainly I think he was at Cass City. Though. Yeah? Yeah. Bunch Park was like one of the premier parks um, then. And then the whole Naquan thing happened, yeah. which was tragic. And they shut the park down. And a lot of those players ended up going to North Day, Scott Park, scattered around. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's back now. Um, you left Bunch Park as a quarterback, right? Right. Went to Northwestern and, and did something that a lot of kids ain't going to do today. You went to Northwestern and just sat there and was like, listen, bro, I'm going to get a year or a half a year. I'm going to get <laughs> my turn going to come. Yes, sir. Yeah, my turn going to come. And what, what was your thought process? Because kids not waiting these days. These kids transferring. I've seen a kid transfer to three schools this year. Yeah. Okay. I saw him on sideline at one school, and it was like I saw a ghost. I was like, though, how are you? I'm like, how are you wearing this uniform? Yeah. Three different schools. What was your thought process when you were sitting there waiting to play at Northwestern? 
Well, funny story, man. So my ninth grade year, I was, a- I was actually still playing 135. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told my dad I wanted to quit. You know, he was he wasn't happy with that, obviously. So the first day of school, I actually went to trial for JV, which mm-hmm. they never let anybody do that. You already got to be there during the summer. Right. So you know, the coaches put me through all these little funny plays. First play, it just me in the center. They spread everybody out wide, <laughs> just to see if I really wanted to be there. You know what I'm saying? But uh. Completed the pass and all that. The dude named uh, LeBron, yeah. big uh, DN that we had, tore my head off <laughs> when I got up. So from right. that moment, it was like, okay, this kid might have some. And at that time, you know, we what had, were they trying to improve? You know, I, when I got to uh, the West and I was four eleven. Yeah, I was, I was a little short. But, thought, uh, was Tim Brown there? He was. He was already in Boston. How tall was he? Uh, probably a little taller. <laughs> Tim Brown was taller than you. Know? He was a little taller. He was a little taller. Yeah. But um. You know, through the years, like, I always knew that I, I had the intangibles as a quarterback, right? You know, like, as you mentioned, my smarts just right. took me to the next right, level. Right. And um, thankfully with Coach Perk, when he came there, my 11th grade year, you know, taught me a different part of the game. Like, I knew that that was going to be my moment. So, right. I, I, I hung in there. Now, I did have a scholarship to go to Northwest Christian yeah. my ninth and 10th grade year, but I turned that down, too, because – the tradition and the history of the West. Right. Yeah. So you were sitting there waiting, right? Mm-hmm. You never thought transfer? No. Nah. Never. The thought process was what? I'm one day be the Northwestern quarterback? That was the plan. And you didn't care if it was only one year? I didn't care. Were you thinking about college at that time? Um, you were just thinking not about really. I, I was mainly thinking about starting at the West. I'm going to find this girl in school as soon as I become nah, a quarterback. Nah, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? women either. I, listen, <laughs> man. I, I, the same way Teddy say he put his playbook on Madden. Same way I did it. That's how I learned everything. Talk to me about that. So basically, you know, with uh, back then on the old man, you can set up your playbook. So you can put whatever playbook that you actually had, create the routes and everything. So eventually, once Coach Perk taught me how like how to truly read the defense, yeah. the defense could never be right. Man, it was it was game over. I talk about this all the time, and I ask people this, and they think I'm crazy when I be like. How can the quarterback not read the defense when they play Madden every day? Mm-hmm. And people say it's not the same. You just said you because we're gonna break this down for people who are not following what we're saying. You just said you took your real playbook. Mm-hmm. This is how much passion and, and this man had for this sport. Yeah. <laughs> you took your real playbook, real playbook and you created it on Madden. Right. So every time your quarterback dropped back, it's almost as if you were seeing mm-hmm. what you were seeing in the game. Right. Right. So okay, we're gonna get deeper to this man. Alright, let's do it. <laughs> So what was the defense doing on Madden? Was it doing some of the same things you would see in the game? Yeah, so basically you would look at the schemes. The first thing you always do is read the safeties. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and if it's always two safety, the only thing that they can do is roll down and cover three. Right. Or roll down and play man or something like that. So once you understand that philosophy of the defense, the defense can never be right. Ever. This man was in the metaverse. This man was in virtual. He had to put the <laughs> VR glasses on. Because think about it. If, if you manipulated the play, mm-hmm. the defense has to show you a look on man. Got to. And the look, what you were seeing was a real look. Real look. It wasn't it's, like, it's computerized. Two defense in. Yeah, no, it's computerized. So, so even if they ran like the the, the six down, uh, well, it's really a, a four two, and they bring the two linebackers inside, which a lot of defense like to do. Yeah. Now, okay, as a quarterback, I slide the line. Make that man the hot route. Game over. DJ, <laughs> listen. I've been saying this over and over that how is a quarterback leaving high school and can't read a defense when you can go to Madden, even if even if it's – you can go to Madden, play quarterback, mm-hmm. and see 
11 people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The concepts are there. Yeah. But I, I think, I just think some people mind don't work like I mind work. Like right. You got to be a right. thinker, I guess. Um, so now, so when, so once you did that, you just, you just was trying to perfect the character. You exactly. weren't even thinking about your turn and. Nah, that was it. Cause even when Chauncey was playing quarterback, uh, my 11th grade year, mm-hmm. uh, he always used to say, man, like, I know you're ready. But at that time, we had different coaches. So yeah. their philosophy was we wanted a running quarterback, which I never really flexed my running skills until I got to college. Hindsight, if I would have done that, you know, I probably would have been what Lamar has today. <laughs> but but I remember, I remember why. Tell the people why you didn't run as a quarterback. Oh, uh, really, I could. I could. I just, I just really wanted to showcase that you know I can throw the ball no matter my, what my height was. Because that was know? the stigma. The stigma yeah. was the stigma was if if you're a running quarterback, first they're gonna call you a dual threat quarterback, right. and then they're gonna when you, they start calling you that, they start acting as if you can't throw the they ball. Put you in the box. Yeah. The game has changed. You agree? Yeah. Right. Now, college coaches are looking for somebody who can scramble for a first down on third down. And it's always as if they were just ignoring it back then. Yeah. Because it was the same shit. Same. (laughs) Because, I mean, look look at what Tutu Atwell did at his four years at the West. You know what I'm saying? Right. Me and him, identical height. Right. He ran a lot more than I did. So, his his game film and, and just, I guess, his philosophy of how they think he saw the game uh-huh. elevated him to make it to how, how far he got. What, what do you think Tutu ever had that you didn't have? Um, exposure. That's it. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say that. Exposure. <laughs> I mean, because like, if you think about... That was a brilliant how <laughs> Yeah, nowadays, look at... Every game that. is for everybody to see. Yeah. Back then, it was only you had your game film which you had to then make a highlight for. And then get into somebody's hands. Then get into somebody's hands. Right. YouTube wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Right. So so, so you so you think you were as fast as Tutu Atwell was? You think you... I got game speed. I won't say I, I was as fast. I got game So you lined up a race in the 40 back then. You back then. Back, back then, then <clears throat> it would well, be a close race. My fastest 40 time was 441. So yeah. I don't know what his was. He, I knew he was going to... Be successful because every time they would go to the Nike camp mm-hmm. and stuff like that, yeah. he he couldn't beat. There was no way he was going to beat Campbell and the kid from Auburn, right? right. In in the, in the fastest man, <clears throat> wasn't kid named right. Auburn. He was in the league now. Um, what? I don't know. We'll put it at the bottom of something. Like that. But yeah, he's the fast. He's a, he's he's a Olympic fast. Okay. Now he played for Denver, I think. Now he's a wide receiver for Denver now. Um, there was no way Tutu Edwards was going to ever beat them in the camp, mm-hmm. but he would win something. Right, show the run. He was going to win something, so I knew he was he was his athleticism. I knew he was superb when it came to speed, and it just had to convert to wide receiver. Right. The crazy part was that the man went to college and looked like he still didn't lift weights, and still is in the league. Yeah, and and him and and that is a thing that he has that people always say. Well, Tutu Atwell made it, bro. Listen, man. We're talking about top of the top. Mm-hmm. We talk so you can't the one percent. You can't say yeah the one percent made it. Right, this man's right. a superhero. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like he's a superhero. Like he right. he he he's 150 pounds soaking wet, and he can catch the ball in the middle of the field, right. and the safety never touch him. Um. So, so yeah, you can't really compare yourself to that. You got to show me a bunch of those. Right. Um. Right. <clears throat> oh, I can't think. Of, I can't think of the wide receiver name. Sure. 
Schwartz. Yeah, Anthony Schwartz. Uh, I think he's at Denver now. Okay. Um, that's who Tutu would always have to race with. So he would never win that, but he would win something. Right. So athletically, I knew he would convert. And I don't think he ever wanted to play quarterback. I think he always wanted to play, but they needed him at, at quarterback. Best athlete at quarterback most times. Right. Yeah. So um, I remember coming down here, man, because I was in North Carolina when he was playing to see Willie. Kara um, City played Northwest at yeah. Stadium. And you were on the sideline. <laughs> what year was this? You wasn't playing. You nah. wasn't dressed. Nah, 10th grade. So you was a 10th grade? 10th grade, yeah. Okay, so I was assuming that you was going to get the ball next year. And I was just assuming that. I didn't know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I got to see Willie Williams play that night. <clears throat> right. And I was like, thank God my cousin wasn't on the floor. Kara <laughs> City had a, a serial killer with a helmet on out there, bro. Yeah. And it, it looked... I was afraid for people, kids. I'm not lying. I was afraid for people, kids, because he was roaming like James Williams would roam, <laughs> and he just would be anywhere and everywhere. And he wasn't. Ta- it was not taking it lightly when he was. Did y'all win a game? Yeah, remember we we was undefeated that year until we met them again in the playoffs. Uh huh. Yeah. So y'all had the running back, right? What his name was? Y'all had Terry Perry. Terry, yeah. But yeah. then he got hurt. Yeah. And then Kevin Moore had to step in. Who's the quarterback? Uh, Cedric. Yeah, I yeah. was um with the. I worked with his mom, two twins. His mom was a twin, um, John Perry. So, so y'all, y'all beat them bad that night, or? Um, and that score, I think it was twenty-one-zero. I think. Yeah. I don't think they scored that, that game. Real man, but listen, bro, I was just happy you weren't on the field. <laughs> Not that, nah, cause we ain't, <clears throat> we ain't old line like that in down in South Florida. <laughs> like, I just happy you weren't on the field because yeah, he was different. No, he was he he was definitely different. So your junior year, do you play? I was holding field goals. <laughs> Man, just patiently waiting on his yeah. turn, fool. One of the most talented quarterbacks in Dade County. Would you say that? Yeah, for sure. And you just... Holding field goals. That's how I go, though. Uh, yeah, plenty of times, man. Because <laughs> Chauncey was an athlete, right? Right. So you needed that year. You needed people to get the ball to athletes' hands. So... You know, we had him, we still had Tim Brown, we had Cameron Tompkins, we had uh, Mario Ulysses. Yeah. So, imagine if you would have also put Chauncey in a slot, me right. at quarterback. Come on. So, what was the Northwestern fans saying? Did they know me? <clears throat> Did they know nah, me? They no, they know me. They didn't know? Nah, they didn't know me. Um, but you guys were good, right? As long as y'all good, they not yeah. going to say nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's only when things are going bad, they become, right. them fans become really, right. really smart and they're right. really, really violent. Um... Why didn't they put you in? The coaches knew, right? I mean, they knew that you know I had accuracy and stuff like that. But like I said, it was just a different era for the West at that period. So we needed a running quarterback. Like yeah. I said, I never flexed those running skills, so they never saw that part. Yeah. Um, and you know, I at that point, I still think it was like that Liberty City Pop Warner vibe of these are the people who need to start at the West versus yeah. you know I don't really politics. Know yeah, politics. Um, I talk to Najee about this a lot about mm-hmm. being humble and quiet. Right? Do you think you were ever too humble and quiet? If your oh, family, your dad just taught y'all to definitely, be. Yeah. He just taught y'all to be just humble, <clears throat> quiet. Yeah. Go about your business. Definitely. So talk to me about that. You you think that had a lot to do with? Yeah, that? a lot to do because even so, my senior, uh huh, I made first team all state, first team all day. I didn't play in the game. Yeah. So if you think about like. At that moment, like why, like how, how did exactly how did something like that happen? So that year, um, they decided to do a voting of who played instead of just going based off the list. Okay. So me, 
you know, I'm just in, in my little, I guess, chill mode, like, nah, it work itself out. But I should have been on the one on the field, like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just making more of a, a statement for myself. Right. Or, you know, whether that was Pops coming out there raising hell, even though that ain't his character, or even the coaches, man. My, my coaches should have also stood up in that, in right. that moment because they was practicing at our field for all day. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm like, you know. But so the we humble rewind it again. Rewind again. You made all state, <laughs> first team all state, and, and first team all day, but did not play in a day game. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 and, and, and that's what I'm saying. So like, it don't. Make sense. It don't. It don't. And that's and that's that's something in hindsight I always think about the the humbleness in me. You know, you know, pops always just told me, man, just it'll come to you. You ain't got to say much. You ain't got to do much, but. Nah, those moments in but life. Still, but you still that you still like we ain't going out like that though. You still that dude. Yeah, Even in trading, you that yeah, dude. Even yeah. in, in the music, you that you still. Yeah. But nah, we ain't going out like that. We finna screen because we have platforms to screen. Right. Now, and that's right. why you here. You know what I'm saying? So you get the ball mm-hmm. finally. What you think the coaches saw in practice before game one? They was like, "Holy shit, we we had." <laughs> well, at at that point, uh-huh. all the coaches was gone. So, so talk to me. Who was the coaches before and who did what happened? Uh, we had Coach Max, Coach Daniels. Um, we, we had Teddy Lockett. We had uh, Coach Horace Morris. Mm. We told this story before, huh? Uh, no, I haven't. No, not with you, though. But So Teddy Lockett was the head coach? Who was the head coach? Nah, head coach that year? Coach Smith. And what happened to Coach Smith? Smith, what happened? Yeah. What happened to him? No, nah, he was still there. But when they left? Oh, when they left, so that's when, you know, Perk. Telly got promoted to offensive coordinator. Um, who we had on defense coordinator? Who was the head coach then when they when Smith left? After Smith left, uh, damn. Why did they was leave? It what happened? It was the you know Antoine. Oh, right, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. But that that was after me though. Right, I'm thinking yeah. that the whole, so so the whole Antoine Eastman you were yeah. in the middle of it. Right, the whole Antoine Eastman thing. Coaches get fired. Right, basketball coach, volleyball coach. <laughs> my homeboys now for everybody gets fired and um now you a part of Billy Road. Not me. Not talk to me. So the, the West was. The West was. I, I was still with Coach Smith. You were still with Smith. Yeah. Okay. So Coach Smith was pretty much the moment I got there up until 07. Okay. That that first that first state championship. Yeah. And then the 08 year when they had the national game, that was Billy Road and me. Got you. So, as a junior, let me clear this up. Yeah. Your head, your head coach, was, your offensive coordinator was who? Coach Daniels. And as a senior, it was who? Um, Teddy Lockett. It was Teddy Lockett. Yeah. And Perk and all of them. Perk, was, uh, quarterback coach. Yeah. 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 And all of them was there. Mm-hmm. Did they come in and change the offense? It was similar schemes, but it was more so we had classroom time now. So, you ain't just go out and go to practice. <laughs> so, talk to me, but what y'all did in the class? Uh, basically, it was learning the whole scheme. So you got to know what the offensive lineman doing on this run play, this pass blocking scheme, et cetera. You got to know where your running back going. You got to know where the D tackle is lined up at, where the nose guard is, where the safeties are. So those are the intangibles that we had to learn. With all the quarterbacks? All court, the whole offense. Oh, the whole offense. <laughs> They're in the center up there. Hey, we running um, 32 ISO. Uh, who you got? Who the linebacker uh, are responsible for? Who the receiver got? Things like that. You had to know it. What if you didn't know it? You ain't playing. Simple as that. Simple as that. Even before games, like uh, Coach Perker hand us a test. You had to pass a test <laughs> before you touch that field. We heard this before, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, Corey told me that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Listen. So, so 
So you had to. So tell me this, because we seem to think that kids from the inner city can't think. That's mm-hmm. what they say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sure there's people in the room that didn't get it, right? Yeah, for sure. But most of y'all got it. Yeah. Why? Do you know why? Repetition, experience, things like that. Right. And that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying when it goes back to coaching. Yeah. Leadership. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. When the kid don't get something, I, I like five, six years ago, I told myself I ain't blaming kids no more. I'm blaming the adults in the room. Right. And when the adults in the room start blaming the kids, fuck him too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And that's how right. I that's how I look at it. Cause sit roll downhill. So in a kid and a in a room full of inner city kids, mm-hmm. some coming from broken homes, some right. ain't eat last night. Circumstantial, yeah. Right. They Chris Perk, Telly Lockett, and, and that staff was able to get those kids to understand, listen, yeah. bro, it's gonna be cerebral or you ain't gonna be on our field. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's leadership. Mm-hmm. That's that's what coaching is. That's the part that people can't see, right? Mm-hmm. So they just blame the dude that's running around fumbling the ball with his name on the back, right? And that's what I'm trying to. That's what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from guys who work full time jobs, mm-hmm. get off, <clears> and they're just passionate about some shit, right? Because Chris Burke, he's been coaching college for since then, basically right. since then, the last couple of years. Yeah. Telly Lockett, college coach, right? Right, you know what I'm saying? Right, geniuses just in the hood waiting for their chance. Right, I, I mean, so that's impressive, dog. Have you ever been in the room? Was it like that in college? It was. Uh-huh. Uh, we did have you know a lot of film sessions. We didn't have tests. Yeah. Um, and even when I, cause I coached one year after I graduated. Yeah. Uh, it was more so the coaches broke down the scheme and tried to put the players in the right uh, place. Right. Yeah. But, like, as far as um, taking tests and, you know, doing the extra work, that's something that you had to do on your own. Yeah? Yeah. In college? In college. You had to have, you have the one. You got to have the intangibles. Right. Yeah. So, so y'all going to that season, first game against who? You remember? Booker T. Booker T? Mm-hmm. And this is Booker T, Brandon Harris, yeah. Ice Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Booker T, Booker T. This, yeah. you know, Booker T, <laughs> this ain't Booker T, T that just uh, got put on the clock by God. Right. <laughs> this is Booker T, Booker T. Uh, did y'all, how did that win? How did the game win? Uh, we ended up winning. Uh, it was a tough game, man. So I remember the first play, coach was like, "Man, we just gonna go over the top." So mm-hmm. first play, I threw an interception. <laughs> hey, but it, it 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 was one of them uh, routes where you know it was a deep ball. Ball was perfectly thrown, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it was Chavez Grant intercepted that one. Yeah, yeah. Who used to play at uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. First, first, first pass intercepted. You came to sideline. You thinking what? Ah, it's, it's it's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, because like I said, everything I read was perfect. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? The route was there, the defense was there, my drop back was there, the ball was perfect. Right. It's interception. Um What they did with you in, 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 in the classroom, mm-hmm. when you got to the field, did it make it that much easier? Yeah. How much easier? Did, did did you sometimes look at the defense and was like, oh, this is bullshit? Like, what so are they doing? If, if, <laughs> like, if, like, if you ever speak to any of my um, teammates, I always had this phrase. I'd be like, yo, we good, we good. And and they knew EJ had it under control. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, so, right. Um, it just made it easy. Like, if you think about Coach Perkin would call an issue play from the sideline. So, at that, at that point, you got 25 seconds. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, now I'm going through my little, you know, pre-game. I mean, pre-snap reads, okay. Two safeties, one. So then at that point, now I'm reading what the play is, and I still got time to make the change. Right. So I, I'm actually going to put up some of my old highlights on YouTube so people right. can see right. how I was managing those games. But yeah. 
Man made it 100% easy. Yeah? yeah. Hey, 21, he got a highlight. You see that? <laughs> All right, we're going to highlight him. So, so <clears throat> how did this season go? Uh, so, we, okay, it, it was a rough season, man, because we had two hurricanes. So, if you think about momentum. What hurricanes was this? Uh, we had. Smaller hurricane. Nah, hurricane. so we had Katrina that kind of passed by us. So with that, that big rain, right. so we was out for a week or two weeks maybe. And then we had another one that, w- that hit like Tampa. So, huh. yeah. Wilma? Yeah, so we didn't play two games. So if you think about when we was rolling that as far as a team with momentum, hurricane hit. Yeah. We got another going, hurricane hit. Yeah. So then, I mean, granted we made it to the state semis, but if you think about like teams that win and how they gain their momentum, like – you need full seasons. You know, you need to know what it's like to be under this game condition and, yeah. you know, make adjustments. So. Can you remember, did the hurricanes affect all of Florida or just South Florida? Uh, I think mainly South Florida. Yeah, because yeah. were they still up there? Just- they were still up there playing. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember when we played, uh, well, if we would have played Palm Beach Gardens, yeah. I think going into state, they, I think they was like 13 and 1 or something like that. Yeah. Which is a 15 game season. Right, right. Yeah. You sitting there, y'all skipping games your last season. You mm-hmm. done waited your senior season to play. What you was thinking? You were thinking, have you ever thought that you made a mistake? Like, man, I just put all my chips in. And no. I hit go guard. I look at guard. Katrina. I mean, in hindsight, I wish I was able to get another year. Because, yeah. I mean, when I graduated, I was 17. So I didn't turn 18 until I got to college. Right. But, um, yeah, it, it, it was tough, man. Yeah. Just... Using what I had to try to get to the next level. Right. Yeah. Man, you go to high school in 2021, man. You, we could have kept you in eighth grade two times. <laughs> man, we doing all type of shady shit. Nah, <laughs> football. Listen, you. listen, man. You can stay back. All type of stay back one more year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So, so, I think I remember coming out here. I was home one weekend from the military, and I got to see you play against, I think it was the first playoff game, Homestead. Y'all was way down. Yeah, we were down at uh, yeah. FIU. Yeah. Y'all beat them bad? Yeah. 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 What What was your best game in high school? Uh, probably that South Miami game. Yeah, yeah that was South yeah. Miami that night. Yeah. yeah. You remember the stats? Uh, something like four touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I had one rushing touchdown too. If I hear, if I if, if I can call it properly, but yeah. Bro, mm-hmm. listen. All I remember is being in them stands and and hearing with Uncle Junior hearing the crowd. Mm-hmm. Talk shit about you, <laughs> and it's not that y'all was losing. It's just right. that they hiked the ball. And, right, right. <laughs> they used to be telling you to hike the ball, but you was doing what? I was doing exactly what I was. I was little Manning, as I say. Like if yeah. you think about the way Manning would wait to that Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning mm-hmm. would wait to that clock hit like two or one to hike the ball because right. he wanted to make sure we was in the right position to be successful. And remember, at that point, no offense in South Florida has seen anything like that. Like what? Explain to me what you're talking about. What did they see? With the the pre-snap progression. So uh-huh. knowing um, who I'm reading and me calling on play or making an audible. No offense has ever done that before. No? Just, just go back in history and look at it. Even when I went to the Western Central game the other day, uh, the first game, uh-huh. I was on the sideline after I you know, met with all the coaches. Chop, Smith, all of them. Max was like, this is the first one who started this spread offense out here at Dade County. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. In front of everybody. So, yeah. like, nobody have ever seen that before. Where did the spread come from? Did it come from, well, we don't lie up here now. 
The spread been around. It's been but around. But the I've way that it, I perfected yeah. the uh-huh. spread was never like that. Right. What I'm saying is we had to see somebody do it. I remember seeing San Francisco 49ers do it, but it, it had been around. Right. Um, they took it because I saw the history of it. They, right. And the HBCUs had been doing it. Right. Five wide receivers. But it trickled down to high school that year, you're saying. And you just happened to be there and able to. Well, like I said, we was already running spread. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about as far as putting the, the play calling in my hands. Yeah. The West have never done that. Still, sometimes quarterbacks don't call. Yeah, and even like if you see them now, they call a play, they look to the side, and then the coach call a play again, and they run a play. To that, that's what do you? You say what? Because this is nineteen. We're talking about two thousand six. Yeah, and you see that, and you say what? Do you see that as pacifying, or do you see that as not trusting? Um. It, it's it's twofold. So sometimes it be not trusting, but sometimes it just be they like what they see from up top, right? To call that play to run it now. So it, it, it's just different ways. But when you get to the NFL level, it, it's no more looking to the side. <laughs> you already got to know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? College do right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. But, but colleges do the same thing. They look to the side. Right? That so if you think about some players who get to the NFL and they can't read properly. Right. Pacify. Right. Pacify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't. At what point did Perk then did they knew they could trust you, or it was more so like you're going to do it this way? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you was calling plays from game one. From game one. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you think about, it, so we had all the spring, all the summer. We went up to South Florida and we ran. We did a little camps and whatnot. Right. So from that point, they knew that they could trust me. Right. Yeah. All right. Listen up. If you listen to Elon and you put your money in Deuce Coin, and it went down, then you came back and you put your money in Sheba, the other dog coin, and now it went down. It's because you don't know what you're doing. Investor die IOD squad. We've created a platform where you can just come watch. What we do, and if you feel like it, you could copy it. It's on you. IOD Squad, man. Click the link in the description or whatever it is. Come get on the platform, and you could just see what we do and stop putting your money in things and they go down. So, so, so the, reason, the reason I'm going so elaborate into this because what happened after you at Northwestern is what everybody remembers. Yeah. It's what the nation remembers. Right. <laughs> And that was Ja'Cory Harris walks on the field, mm-hmm. Tommy Streeter, Easterling, right. Tompkins, right. Odarius Johnson, right. and, and takes the nation by storm. Right. And it's crazy how timing works mm-hmm. in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was one of the first times I believe, I can believe watching a team travel to Texas, play on ESPN. Now, I may be wrong, but in my mind, I hadn't really seen it happen often. Travel to Texas, beat the death out of these people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that team goes down to Northwestern as uh, two years of some of the greatest times yeah. ever in Northwestern. Right. right. But the birth of it was from, and every th- this is how real it is. Everybody I talk to, give credit to McCubs. Mm-hmm. EJ started it. Mm-hmm. Ja'Cory had the, the privilege of sitting and watching it. Right. No different than... Than Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. no different than it, we can name name after name. Right, you right. sit and you get to watch it and you learn from it, um, uh, and that's why I'm elaborating on it because it, who, who created it though? Was it Perkin Telly? Yeah, Perkin Telly for together. Sure. Yeah, and that that collab right there. 
You know Perkins my high school quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Perkins Perkins my high school quarterback. And I'm sure Osborne did not have him in the room. I'm sure Osborne did not have him in the room doing study. No, Perkins' team was super talented. Couldn't get out the second round of playoffs. Um, So, DeCorey Harrison comes on and and takes the world by storm. And then you go on to Juco. Oh, no. First, I actually went to uh, an NAIA school. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get I didn't get recruited heavily. So. Right, right. So I had to go that route first. Uh, and this was a first year program. So my first year at school, there was no football team. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, and you was there to play football? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like one of them. Um, we paid fifty percent of your scholarship. The other part you got to come up with. Right. So. And at that point, I just was ready to leave Miami, man. Especially after having the season that I had. You know, right. First team all state all day. I only had two interceptions for the entire year, you know, things like that. Right. So I just felt like, nah, I need to be somewhere. Right. Now, if I had somebody who did it before me, uh-huh. they would have told me, hey, nah, go to a prep school. Keep your eligibility. Right, right, right. And then go to D1. Right. Whatever. So it would have been different. So you went to NAIA school. Did you ever get on the field there? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> first year, I went there to play receiver. Quarterback threw five interceptions, first game. Right. They threw me at quarterback. Same thing when I went to JUCO to get recruited over. I went there to play receiver, uh-huh. kid return. Quarterback threw four interceptions first game. He threw me at quarterback. At the NIA, is that when you called me? When I was in the military and you called yeah. me and you was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, Daryl, they, um, hey, listen, they said I can play quarterback or I can play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And your thought process was, I'm not going to be a quarterback. Right. I want to get my shot at wide receiver. Right. And what I told you? <laughs> Man, keep that ball in your hands every play. Right. Every because, single play. Because the way I looked at it was was that you was being humble, you, trying not to be selfish. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, listen, man, now it's business. Right. And you sometimes in life have to be selfish every now and then. Right. One thing for sure, at quarterback, that ball gets hiked from the center. Two people touch the ball. Center, center and the quarterback. Right. From that point forward, you, you can either make your wide receivers better, you can show them you can run the ball, but you right. had a chance, an opportunity to touch the ball every play. And I told him just to stay at quarterback, and you went on to do what? Play quarterback and kick return. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, and, and yeah. you put the ball in your hand. Yeah. Because my philosophy was, that, listen, man, they can look at you and see your athleticism. Right. Don't, you just need the ball in your hand. Last yeah. thing you want to be is that wide receiver with a goofy-ass quarterback right. that can't get you the ball. Right. Um, so from Pasadena, uh, you set that on fire. You got any records up there? They got your statue up there anywhere? Anything? Um, I don't know if they do. I just yeah. know they got the bowl game stat on there. I mm-hmm. threw for the, the longest touchdown in history. Yeah. That was like 93 yards or something like that. Um, but other than now, I don't know if they got any. I haven't been back there since yeah. I left. I go to LA, but I don't go to Pasadena. You in Pasadena, you crossed the country, right? Mm-hmm. And you were still able to implement the things you learned. When you get credit back, that goes back to Northwestern. Yeah, right? for sure. Back in Northwestern, your dad, back to you being able to think. Right. 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 So now we in college, mm-hmm. and we still going back to the high school is right. where that stuff was right. engraved. Did it still look easy when you would walk through the line? Could you still it, see it? I, I no line was a little different. Yeah. Because. Um, if you think about now when you get to college, now people are running three three fives. Mm-hmm. So the way that you got to count the defense is a little bit different, you know? Yeah. So you got to look at who's the actual three-down lineman, who's a stand-up linebacker or in, as they call it, and then find the mic. Right. So it, it took a little bit longer in the progression, but which is why they give you 35 seconds in college, you know? 
So, cool. so talk to these kids, these little goofy kids, because they don't. So, so, so in college, you start seeing three down linemen, three linebackers. Mm-hmm. But it was hard to decipher who the linebackers, who the strong safety was. It was right. hard to decipher. Right. So you're saying you would have to find who? The Mike linebacker first. You would have to find who's mm-hmm. the middle linebacker? Yeah. How would you find? You send a running back in motion or something? Normally, we'll send a, a slot person in motion. First, to see if they're in zone or man. Right. And then go, from there, you look at the safeties, and then you find the mic. You, uh, did they give you the play calling ability in college? Uh, kind of, but I won't say I changed the plays as often as I did at the West. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they, they kind of gave me the, the, the helm, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Did, um, was the coach's white? Yeah. Did they trust you? Yeah, they trust me. I yeah. mean, I was still at kick return, so they had to trust me too. <laughs> they had to kick return. Kick return quarterback, man. Yeah. Because yeah. remember, I went there to play receiver. Right. Receiving kick return. And at that point, same way I, how I got to the West, when I tried to go out there to the JUCO, I came there mid-summer. They already had their team. Right. So they put me out there, and I did. Uh, I took the first kick return to the house. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, this guy's serious. Right. So then eventually – I was like fourth on the depth chart at receiver. So, yeah. what you said to me yeah, was yeah. in my head. Like, Damn, I don't know if I'm going to get this ball that off. Yeah. So, then, like I said, with the quarterback throwing the four interceptions that first game, all the people who – because we had a lot of people from Miami at that at that point, yeah. at that JUCO. Yeah, right. like, man, put EJ at quarterback. Yeah, Matt, who else? Um, Matt, we had a dude named um, Stokely. He Stokely. played at Jackson. We had um, – uh, Dixon, he played at Killian. Yeah. He played with, um, what's the running back name, man? Went to the U. Oh, um, his son is at Killian 9, eating it up. Who are we talking about? But what's his name? Oh, no, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about, um, oh, you're talking about the running back went to the Texans. Yeah. Most people knew what my skill set was. So, right. coaches trusted him. I knew the offense. We almost came back and won that first game, even though we right. was down. But, yeah, from then on, we went on like a five, six game winning streak. And then we uh, we made it to the the bowl game. We didn't make it to the actual playoffs right. of the JUCO, but yeah, we made it to the bowl game. You caught any passes in that game? He threw them four interceptions. Maybe one. <laughs> maybe one. Was it him? Yeah, it was him. It had to be him, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe one though. Yeah. yeah. Black kid, white kid, white kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's afraid. Nah, just probably didn't know how to read the defense. Well, what percentage of quarterbacks you think? can actually read the defense in college football? If you had to guess. i say about 40%. About 40% yeah. of them? Yeah. What are the other 60% doing? What, what are they doing? Listen to they're, the, the sideline? They're managing the game. That's Coach it. telling them who to throw the ball to? Um, I mean, they, they still know who to read as far as what play they're running. Uh-huh. But if you think about it, most times if they throw an interception <laughs> or something like <laughs> that, Go ahead. it's because... You know, they didn't they didn't know what defense that, that person might have been in. But that team. So you said like sixty percent. Nah, forty percent. Forty percent. Forty percent. Forty percent. Yeah. Um, so you set all the records and then you got now you got a chance to go D one. Right. What schools you had on 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 the hook? Uh San Diego State and University of Kentucky. San Diego State and Kentucky. Yeah. Hindsight should have went to San Diego State. Why? Uh they bet they had more of a, a offensive scheme that would have fit me as a receiver. Why you went to Kentucky? SEC. <laughs> I 
Who was recruiting? What's the name was in here somewhere now? The Tennessee quarterback, right? Wasn't he? Tennessee. Oh, uh, T. Martin. No, T. Martin. He, he came. He was involved somehow. I remember. Yeah, he came. Yeah, actually, he came that that first year I was there. He was? Yeah. So he came to Kentucky. Yeah. Um, when you got to Kentucky, was it SEC? Big time football, yada, yada, yada. What is this? Was it different? Yeah, it was different. Yeah. Speed was very different. Yeah. I remember watching the game, watching this man, hoping this man get in the game, man. He just had a good practice, man. Nah, I ain't getting it. <laughs> like I said, I remember all week, what? man, we practiced this, uh, I guess, receiver reverse pass. Because uh-huh. they saw, because after practice, you know, we just throw the ball to each other. Right. And um, one, one, one week, they was like, hey, we're going to run this with you. So all week, I'm practicing that play. Game time, they gave it to somebody else, dog. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, when, that's when I was done, man. That's I actually had uh You was done with football? Just yeah, mentally with the school with football. I actually had a you know a couple of arguments with Joker Phillips. He was our uh, Joker Phillips was offensive coordinator. And then uh, yeah, couple yes. arguments. Yeah. If it was a transfer portal, there you would have been in it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. You actually had an NFL star on your team too, right? Yeah, Randall Cobb, man. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb was our Rambo for Randall Cobb got every <laughs> every opportunity. Every opportunity. <laughs> He was good. I good was Nah, he, he was real good because he played quarterback too as well yeah. in high school. So if you think about knowing where the defense is gonna be at on based on a certain coverage, you know how to get open. Yeah, you know how to get open. And see, me, it was a little bit harder of a of a transition, especially at D one trying to play receiver. Yeah, yeah. So like, I ain't gonna lie, the first couple of practices, boy, I got jammed up. <laughs> what you mean? I jammed. Like, I couldn't get off the line. How much did you weigh? Uh, one sixty five. You was five what? Five, five, eight. Say how I am now. I feel like and you and you got. You remember who jammed you up? Um, dude named uh, Randall Bird. We call him Bird. You talking shit? Uh, nah, nah, I ain't talking shit. No, nah. At how long were you there? Uh, two years. At some point, did you feel you were good enough to get on the field and make a play? Well, I mean, we had mediocre teams, so yeah. Yeah, I felt like yeah. If, you, if you gave the opportunity, yeah, you could have done something. I could damn sure catch a ball in, you know, in space and do something for sure. <laughs> but they didn't give you an opportunity. Um, Why do you think? Could have been size, yeah. you know, because most, most of the receivers at that time, because even Randall Cobb, you know, he like 5'11", you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, most receivers that we had was at least 5'11", 180, 190. Right. Yeah. So... The game has just changed that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think um, I think the Patriots, Tom Brady, short pass. Well, Wes Welker, well, same yeah. game. Yeah, the game has changed, but the game hasn't changed. That's the crazy part. It's just somebody's willing to do something different. Right. Yeah, it's still eleven on eleven. Mm-hmm. You still can get a linebacker in a room, but it it's just who's willing to do something different. Right. And then once you see it, you're like, oh, Terry Hill, we copy that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right. oh, oh. So frustration kicks in, and then you graduate, and well, you end up coaching. But yeah, I coach. Coach said something to you, though. You, I remember you telling me the coach said something to you after you graduate, like, and then he gave you like an AD job. I mean, like a put you uh, on the staff, right? Yeah, I, I, I forgot what he might have said to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I remember your dad telling me that the coach kind of just apologized to you, told you that you you could have had a yeah, shot. Yeah, I could have had a shot. Right. For sure. And then he put you on the staff. Right. How long you stay on the staff? Uh, just one year. Um, yeah. and then you start making music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell people they can find music at, bro. I mean, it's on Apple Music, uh, Carnell, K A R N E L. Um, Spotify, actually, it's on all streaming platforms. 
So, yeah. Yes, yeah, I did. But you hooked up with some dudes in Kentucky? Yeah, we had a initial group called Harvard Drive, and then you know initially, we a lot of people branched off. They moved to Cali. I moved back to Miami, and uh, I mean we still do our thing together. But yeah, I'm more so on a solo tip. It's on YouTube. It's on everything. Yeah, yeah, you find it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. What would they type in YouTube on search to find? What's the coolest song? You got? Um, the coolest you? song, man. I would go Carnell. Like I say, K R N E L. I would do Off White. Off white? Yeah. Why you start rapping? Ah, oh, man, that's, that's a deep story. So, we had a dude named uh, Snake, Snake the Grey, as we called him. Mm-hmm. And um, he was somebody I listened to before every high school football game. I remember, he was I just, remember Snake. Snake was yeah, a rapper, right? Rapper, mm-hmm. football player, yeah. So, he was just, he was my motivation. He kept me, to be honest, off the streets because, you know, everybody got their little service that they could be a part of. Right. But, um,. You know, he was just getting started. He had he was getting songs with Rick Ross, beats from Cool and Dre, all them people. And um, you know, tragic accident in South Carolina, he got killed. Uh-huh. And um, you know, it, I needed another passion to look forward to. Yeah. So music kind of stepped in place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still make music? Yeah. 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 Make making music, making instrumentals now too. So just trying to go a little bit deeper into yeah. just the whole music industry. Um, you actually making beats? You saying? Yeah. How you make beats now? Because I used to have a Triton. I used to be banging the NPC. I don't think they, that's not how they... No, nah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I got one of those, but uh, through the iPad most days. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's the iPad now? Yeah. What's, 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 what's some of the um, apps called? Uh, GarageBand on the on the iPad. But if you're using like the Mac, I use lots of Pro. So GarageBand is official, official. It's now. official, official. Kind of like when I first heard Fruit, Fruity Loops, and I was like... I'm not making beats on something called Fruity yeah. and then that ended up being <laughs> nah, like that, the that, that was it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being like the industry standard and, and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so the music thing, uh, how long has it been on the music thing now? Shoot, I started 2011 mm-hmm. to really take it serious. I started in 15. So, mm-hmm. I mean, overall, let, let's just say 10 years. This this that moment. Uh, 10 years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you found IOD Squad. Right. Trading, right? You start trading, mm-hmm. and um, you didn't start that. You started on your own. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you started on your own. I ain't I ain't yeah. walking into it or nothing. Yeah. You started trading on your own, and what has trading taught you about money, though? What, well, like I say, time is money. So you know, I, I still have my nine to five job right now, right? And I think a lot about how much time is wasted there most times. And don't get me wrong, you you need a nine to five to start some type of funding, and that's how I got started. I had a Pretty decent size savings account. You know right. what I'm saying? Almost touching six figures. Right. And um, I was able to now trade options. Like right. around the AMC GME thing. Right, right, right. One of my friends was like, oh, somebody just hit for 600 grand. I'm like, how? <laughs> how you hit for 600 grand? She must have had so many shares. She was like, nah, options trading. Yeah. So then I, you know, I jumped in, started doing my research, and realized, you know, one contract is 100 shares. Uh, you choose the direction of the stock, et cetera. And you know, I jumped in. First play, I made like twenty eight hundred in like thirty seconds. And you put up how much? I put like three grand. Three grand. So I pretty much almost a hundred percent my money, right? A hundred percent is money. Percentages. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's a, all about percentages. It's not about percentages. Yeah. So and then that showed you what? Um, honestly, like you can have your money make uh, make money for you. Yeah. You know, you you don't have to spend your time at one place to just make this a living. Right. You'll never get rich at your job. Right. Never. Never get rich at your job. Yeah. You, you, you have done a lot of studying. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and I'm still studying, man, because it's always it's always a different market. market. How, how long have you been trading? I started in March. Right. Yeah. So what? what how, talk to the people. Like, how, what kind of studying are you doing? Like, it's three o'clock in the morning, four. Because you know details of trading options. Yeah. Like you know, you know things about options. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know how to look at the chart. And I know how to make an option trade. I know what it is. I know it had to be a bunch of white people who wanted to make more money in stocks one day and they created options. Right. right. I can you can I can see that. Um I go to him, I call pick up the phone and call him when I want to know details mm-hmm. about options. You know would you say everything about options? No, nah, not not everything, yeah. It's, it's a lot. I, I know seventy percent of it. You know a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like I tell you all the time, you talk about it in a way that I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Um if you could explain it. To somebody who has no clue and has mm-hmm. a bunch of money, what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, so basically, you're trading the direction of a stock. So if you're bullish on the stock and you like the stock to go up, you're gonna do a call. If you feel like the stock is in a you know a downturn, you're gonna do a put. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, the the thing that I'm learning now, you want to buy time on your contract. You know, when I first started trading, I was buying the weeklies, man, and I was hitting, but then I get burnt. I was hitting, and I get burnt. But now I like to buy my contracts like three months out, patient. And it's 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 almost like a sense of investing because I'm not so pressured on watching that money or the little movements in the stock. Right. If you think about this week with Apple, right? They got the Apple Car rumor. That thing jumped from 146 to 161. They must say rumor, an Apple Car. Now, yeah. Think about what we're talking about. Everybody got Apple phones. And mm-hmm. like you told me last week, listen, it only makes sense right? that, that they're going to take, you can't just keep doing phones. They're going to take the phone to the car and you have an Apple right. car. Would mm-hmm. it have an Apple on the side? A little I rainbow Apple on the side? Hopefully. <laughs> not, not a rainbow, but uh, like, you know, one of them illuminated Apples on the front. You know what I'm saying? We don't even see the rainbow Apple yeah. no more, though. They need to come out, come out like the, is it the Maybach that comes out. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. So, so. Options, so options trading, you, you buy 100 contracts. Now I buy one contract, which one is contract. 100 shares. There it is. Yeah. One contract, which is 100 shares. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think, when you think about options, all the lingo that they use, which scares us, mm-hmm. a call, mm-hmm. a put. Why? Like, why are they naming these things, these things? Yeah. Give me your philosophy on it. Because it can, it's, it, confusing. It's, it's confusing. It's right. confusing. And, and the easiest way for me to break it down was, if I'm going to call somebody, I'm picking up the phone to call. Right, right. Right. So that's my analogy if I'm ever explaining to somebody. If I'm done, if I'm ending the call, I'm, I'm putting it down. <laughs> right? So that was the initial analogy that if I'm trying to explain it to anybody. Right. If you're explaining it. Yeah. But we don't know why they do. Right. We don't know why they tell us the market crashing on right. TV all the time, right. and right. <laughs> and it's not crashing; it is going down, so right. you could buy more. Right. But they say crash, and it scares everybody right. who has no clue what they're right. talking about. Um, if you love trading options, right, it's mm-hmm. hard to just put your money in a stock, ain't it? It is. Cause think about it: if, if I had a thousand dollars right now, I can only buy about seven shares, maybe six shares of Apple. Mm-hmm. And if Apple go tomorrow from 161 to 163, two times seven is only fourteen dollars. Yeah. But if I take that same thousand and I can buy four contracts with Apple, now you got four hundred shares. Right. So a one percent move in that stock price is twenty percent of your money. Right. So if I put a thousand now, twenty percent is two hundred. Yeah. 
And if you think most days, a $200 gain in a day, that's $25 an hour on the job. Yeah. And sometimes you can make that in the first 30 minutes of the market. You can. You, you can. We get on the phone all the time. But like, you in? You out. You out. You in? <laughs> you got to have your exit. You got to have an exit. <laughs> yeah. No, all, all, all the time. Um, the, these, if, if you're talking to somebody that's just starting to invest in, would you? Would you? Because you started with options. Yeah. But it's just because options. the mentor, or whoever you, the guy you was following, that's how you learned. Yeah. Um, I didn't learn that stuff till a year later, man. When I saw you doing it, I kind of like started walking down that path. But mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to the year later. Would you suggest somebody start trading options, or you suggest them just start trading? Well, I would, but first and foremost, I would say buy at least one or two shares in that company so you can understand the movement of that company. Of the stock. Yeah. Right. So like typically if I'm if I'm gonna trade Tesla, which is one of the most volatile stocks, I need to know if they can move five, six percent in a day or not. Because right. you can get burnt in options if you don't know the movement. Right. So I advise to at least buy a share first mm-hmm. and then you can buy an options. Elon must say Elon must say he thinks basically Options and hedge funds. He think it's BS. Like how am I? How am I buying contracts that I don't have? You know what I'm saying? How am I buying a stock that I don't have? Mm-hmm. Um, how would you explain that contract part to people? You're buying contracts on a, a stock. Mm-hmm. What is that? So basically, you're buying. Okay, so if I own 100 shares of Apple, mm-hmm. I can lease. Like you lease a car or you lease a phone nowadays. I can lease my options. I mean, my uh, stock to someone. Now, me as the leaser, I'm against you. Right. So if I feel like the stock is going to go up, I'm gonna put it at a lower put option, basically. So I'm I'm gonna sell a put, basically. Right. So the other person on the other side is gonna you know buy a call. Yeah. So in this instance, the stocks are out there. It's not like you just buying. It's not like you're getting a student loan. That money just comes right, right. nowhere. Right. Like supposed you're, to be, they're supposed to be real. Allegedly yeah. They're real stocks. They're yeah. Out there. You're, you're leasing, leasing the stocks from somebody. Right. Right. So. It's, it's, it's a legal form of gambling. I mean, even though gambling is legal now, but it's a, the true legal form of gambling. It's a legal form of gambling. What's the difference between us betting on the Dolphins in, in 30 minutes and us investing? Well, investing, you got time. Um, you're still dealing with emotions, mm-hmm. but you got time on those emotions. A Dolphin game, man, player could decide not to go hard on this one, one or two plays, and you don't lost your whole bet. It's only a win or a loss. Options. Yeah. You can take percentage losses and right. then make up the percentage wins on the back end. We we use the word betting as a form of betting, um, but I think when you're investing, we have way more information. Right, to right. And you're right. We ain't betting on Pookie, who might be <laughs> betting on against his team today anyway, because he know his coach. Right. You have way more information mm-hmm. to go off of. Way more. Uh, listen, man. There's no way. Apple is going down to blah 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 because right. I've been watching it for right. a year and a half, right. Chart. and it's never touched that before. Right? Um, yeah. So way way more information. Um, so this ILD squad. So so what's the name on ILD squad, man? Elevate Nation. Uh, I, I, I look at it all the time, and I'd be like, I wonder if he's trying to say <laughs> E Live. It's it's, it's <laughs> E Live in action because I is. I took that from my Instagram, but you know, on Discord they give you. 
Yeah. Like a name with numbers at the end. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's it. Eli in action. Yeah. But I just didn't know which words you were putting together. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's Eli. I didn't know if it was L I. I didn't nah, know what nah. you were trying to say. Eli. Eli in action. He's on the Discord and on the IB Discord, and we're going to eventually make. Uh, well, we have an options room, but we're eventually going to get more elaborate because we the people see us making money with options, and now they start saying, "What's an option?" And I'm like, "Shit, I don't know if I want them to be taking that chance if they don't really know how." So we're gonna let you. Eventually, take control of that. Okay, and um, people understanding. Um, anything else you want to say to the people, man? To kids, man. Um, I would just want to say you this is because, man, you have patience. Mm-hmm. You said something in this interview about patience and reading defenses mm-hmm. and not rushing to snap the ball. Right. Right. Now, as an adult, we've crossed paths again, and you're trading, and it takes. Patience. And it takes <laughs> it takes you looking at something and saying, nah, nah, nah. I know what it's trying to show me, mm-hmm. but that ain't what it is. Like Roblox. Right, right. Everybody jumps in Roblox, market opens, and it goes backwards. And I tell you, nah, no. <laughs> you finna double down on it. This is not right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. But you learned that in sports. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to understand about sports. Sports is not about going to the league. Nobody makes it to the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you look at it the way you... Nobody makes it to the league. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can right. name a handful of them, but you've seen how many great players. Right. Tons of them. Sports is about working together as a team, learning these life lessons mm-hmm. that it forces you to learn, dealing with uh, adversity. And now, in life, you're able to use those skills you learn. And apply it to trading. Right. And I think that's what's I think that's what sports does for more people mm-hmm. than getting them drafted. Right. <laughs> and millions and millions of dollars. Right. Uh, if you got something to say to the kids, man, there's a kid right now thinking about jumping in the transfer portal. And I know you don't know his situation, but any of them. Yeah. Just period. Cause you as you because that patience that you, you you did at Northwestern just sat down, waited your chance. Um, what would you what would you say to these kids out here? Because they have a lot of options, bro. Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah. What would you say to them? Uh, I mean, most important thing my, I say is experience first and foremost. Make sure you get that. Mm-hmm. And then reach out to folks who have done it before you. Like I said earlier, for me, if if somebody within a family would already have went to college right. and, you know, experienced this and, and been able to lay out some type of, right. you know, platform for me to follow, it would have changed the game for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh I know a lot of us, you know, nowadays have ego and, and we see a lot of different things on social media and we try to, you know, have those 100% days or <laughs> try to just, you know, get it done like within a day or so. But you need the experience and you got to reach out to those who've done it before. Got to. There it is. All right, man. DJ Crib Talk. Y'all make sure y'all like, share, comment. If you got a question for him, man, put it in the comment. I'll ask him for y'all. We out. The thing is fire, man. Check it out. But you can only get it. You can only get it from liquorsplit.com. Um, check the link in the description, man. Edge Energy Drink, my dog.